Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the March 1st episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 422 to 429 of the Catechism. Chapter 2. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. The good news. God has sent his Son. Paragraph 422. But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are born under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God has visited his people. He has fulfilled the promise he made to Abraham and his descendants. He acted far beyond all expectation. He has sent his own beloved son. Paragraph 423. We believe and confess that Jesus of Nazareth, born a Jew to a daughter of Israel at Bethlehem, at the time of King Herod the Great and the Emperor Caesar Augustus, a carpenter by trade, who died crucified in Jerusalem, under the procurator Pontius Pilate, during the reign of the Emperor Tiberius, is the eternal Son of God made man. He came from God, descended from heaven, and came in the flesh. For the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, full of grace and truth, we have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, and from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. 424. Moved by the grace of the Holy Spirit and drawn by the Father, we believe in Jesus and confess you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. On the rock of this faith confessed by St. Peter, Christ built his church. To preach the unsearchable richnesses, riches of Christ. 425. The transmission of the Christian faith consists primarily in proclaiming Jesus Christ in order to lead others to faith in him. From the beginning, the first disciples burned with the desire to proclaim Christ. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And they invite people of every era to enter into the joy of their communion with Christ. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we saw it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ, and we are writing this, that our joy may be complete. At the heart of Catechesis, Christ. Paragraph 426. At the heart of Catechesis, we find in essence a person, the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the only Son from the Father, who suffered and died for us, and who now, after rising, is living with us forever.
to catechize is to reveal in the person of Christ the whole of God's eternal design reaching fulfilment in that person. It is to seek to understand the meaning of Christ's actions and words and of the signs worked by him. Catechesis aims at putting people in communion with Jesus Christ. Only he can lead us to the love of the Father in the Spirit and make us share in the life of the Holy Trinity. Paragraph 427. In Catechesis, Christ, the incarnate Word and Son of God, is taught. Everything else is taught with reference to him. And it is Christ alone who teaches. Anyone else teaches to the extent that he is Christ's spokesman, enabling Christ to teach with his lips. Every catechist should be able to apply to himself the mysterious words of Jesus. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. 428. Whoever is called to teach Christ must first seek the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. He must suffer the loss of all things in order to gain Christ and be found in him and to know him and the power of his resurrection and to share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible he may attain the resurrection from the dead. Paragraph 429. From this loving knowledge of Christ springs the desire to proclaim him, to evangelize, to lead others to the yes of faith in Christ Jesus. But at the same time, the need to know this faith better makes itself felt. To this end, following the order of the creed, Jesus' principal titles, Christ, Son of God and Lord, Article 2 will be presented. The Creed next confesses the chief mysteries of his life, those of his incarnation, Article 3, Paschal Mystery, Articles 4 and 5, and Glorification, Articles 6 and 7. Okay, very well. With this section, we start a new, um, a new chapter in the Catechism that we've moved on from God the Father to Jesus Christ. In a sense, we will probably dwell with this um, figure of Christ longer than the figure of his Father and the figure of the Holy Spirit because the Gospels tell us so much about Jesus. And here, I suppose, to see more than anything that Jesus is a person, that the Christian faith is really to do with meeting, meeting Jesus Christ that only by being in communion with Jesus Christ, this person of Christ, can we catechize. This is what it's about. This is the whole purpose of catechesis. This is the whole purpose of evangelization. This is the whole purpose of the Christian faith. Christianity isn't simply a set of laws or precepts, although there are plenty of good laws and precepts in Christianity. Christianity isn't simply to tell a history although there is a lot of history, real history, true history, that we can tell and know about Jesus Christ. Christianity isn't an ethic. It's not just a story. But, more than anything, it is to meet this person. We need to meet Jesus Christ. This is the whole goal of Christianity. This is the whole goal of catechesis. This is what the catechism is about. Everything is related to Christ. 
If we find Christ, that is what is important. If we don't find him, we can explain stuff, we can talk about things, we can do many things, we can say many things, but ultimately it's all vanity of vanities. And this is why the Catechism is inviting us to be centred. This number 426 of the Catechism is, is very important. That we see that catechesis is to reveal in the person of Christ the whole of God's eternal design, reaching fulfilment in that person. It is to seek to understand the meaning of Christ's actions and words and of the signs worked by him. And that catechesis aims at putting people in communion with Jesus Christ. Then it speaks about the Trinity. Then this communion leads us also into communion with our brothers and sisters, with everybody else. But the first and vital thing is to meet Jesus Christ. And this is why the catechism in this introductory section that's dealing with Christ, and we'll be looking at Christ in the different, uh, with his different titles and in the different mysteries of his life, the different happenings in his life. But especially, we start by seeing Christ as a person, as a person who wants to enter into relationship with us, as a person who wants to be near us, as a person who is talking to us, as a person who reveals himself, who allows himself to be seen by us who allows himself to be met by us, who doesn't look at what we deserve, but is only centred on his own love and makes his decision simply on his love for humanity. In the, in the Eastern liturgy, many times there's this title of God as a lover of man, a lover of the human person, a lover of man. And Christ is the ultimate lover of man who comes to meet us, who comes to show us himself, and who comes to allow us to rest in him. So tomorrow we'll continue, and tomorrow we'll look at Numbers 430 through 435. God bless.